Hello, hello, hello. Troy Francis with another world-class podcast coming at you from central London. It is Monday, the 7th of October. Yes, incredibly, it is October. We have reached the final quarter of 2019. And I don't know if that fills you with joy in the sense that you have accomplished many of your objectives and things are going fantastically well, or if it fills you with a sense of impending doom because the end of the year is coming and perhaps you don't feel you're quite where you want to be. Well, either way, welcome to the show. I hope to be able to help you out and to inject a little bit of positivity into your thinking regardless. Now, if you can hear some strange background noises, which you probably can, because I think they're going to be quite prominent on this recording, and I apologize for that, that is because I am actually recording this podcast outside of my normal home quarters, outside of the studio um, in East London, in a store in central London. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm in, in, uh, I won't name the store, but I'm in a very famous technology store by a very famous technology company, and I'm having uh, a piece of equipment repaired. Not that piece of equipment, you dirty bastards, but uh, a piece of computer equipment I'm having repaired uh, at the moment, and I'm just sort of waiting around, and I thought I would take the opportunity to record something for you, because otherwise it's going to get late, and I'm not going to have the opportunity to do it. So, hence the podcast. So, okay. Where are we up to? Well, I've been on holiday for a week. So last week, you might have noticed that my content was sort of a little bit, um, well, I don't know really, because I queued up videos for pretty much every day last week. And there were tweets queued up on Twitter, and there were emails going out and all kinds of things. So maybe if you follow my stuff closely, you were around last, so this podcast came out on last Monday as well. Maybe you were you didn't notice any difference and uh, you thought it was business as usual. But it's possible, if you follow my stuff closely, that you kind of felt that there was a sense that I kind of wasn't really present, even though this stuff was coming out. And um, if you did pick up on that, uh, apologies for that. Uh, but, but, but it's correct. I wasn't entirely present because I was on holiday. I was in Ibiza in uh, Spain, which is one of the Balearic Islands. Um, and I'll probably tell you a little bit about that holiday uh, just because it was kind of fun, and um, and it kind of goes in line with the theme of this podcast, really, which is spreading positivity. Uh, so yeah, I was off all of last week. We got back on Thursday night, very late, sort of Friday morning. Friday was a bit of a write-off. The incredible jet lag of a two-hour flight from uh, Spain to the UK, which is uh, there's an hour time difference, uh, really got the better of me. Uh, so Friday was a bit of a write-off, and then the weekend I was uh, just sort of dealing with other stuff really doing some you know just just generally having a bit of a rest after the holiday before coming back and trying to hit it hard again uh, as of this week and um, I have done uh, some work this, today I have had a reasonably productive day but uh, because my um, iPhone broke uh, I have had to uh, see to that and now I'm at this technology store getting another piece of computer equipment repaired also so um, yeah that's kind of got in the way a little bit but anyway there you go I'm back in the saddle and uh, more content being queued up for this week so in terms of stuff that I've got coming out in terms of stuff that is um uh, available. You can still get my bundle of 11 books about dating, about uh, the 
sexual marketplace about sex, about interacting with, with girls and all that good stuff. It's called Renegade Dating Blueprints. You can still get that for the ridiculously low sum of $39. Uh, the link is in the description, so do click on that and take advantage of that offer because the whole thing is worth, to be honest, $250. So it is a steal. It's a massive discount. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I know that you're going to get a ton of value out of it. So there's that. Um, what else is going on? Um, that's kind of about it, really, because as I said, I've been off last week, but uh, the... Uh, the bundle is is good to go, so do get on that. I'm working on the novel, which I say every week, but there will be more news on that uh, soon, I hope. Uh, so keep your ears peeled for that. Um, and yeah, you know, apart from that, I've been on Rule Zero um, a bit. Uh, I am uploading more videos this week onto YouTube, so you'll see some new stuff coming out soon. I will probably start doing the live streams. Uh, very soon. I just need to have a think about the, the show and uh, how I'm going to sort of configure it, but um, I'll probably start doing some live streams for you guys. And yeah, it's all going in a good direction. Now, if you've been watching my content recently, you'll see that the emphasis really has been on things like charisma, things like confidence, things like uh, getting over shyness, all of that kind of good stuff. And really, that's the direction that I want to take it in. I think, I think what I like to talk about more than anything is the sort of inner game type stuff, if you like, because I <laughs> And, and it's 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 a funny area, isn't it? Because in a game gets maligned a little bit because you sort of think, oh, but you know, what about the actionable tactics? What about this and that? But tactics are all very well, but unless you've got the mindset sorted, unless you've got the interior stuff all down, you know, locked down, then even knowing the tactics isn't going to help you. So I'm really concentrating on sort of in a game type stuff, motivation type stuff. I just generally trying to be a bit positive, you know, and. Um, yeah, so that brings me into the into the topic for today, which is positivity, because I think the truth of the matter is we are in a space, uh, you know, the men's uh, self-improvement space, where there has been quite a lot of negativity around for various reasons, uh, partly in terms of some of the content. Um, and I was reading a uh, content uh, creator did a tweet earlier basically saying the red pill is uh, very negative. It's full of negative people talking about negative things. Uh, you know, turn away to the light. And, uh, you know, I, I would disagree with that because I think um, what he refers to as red pill, I think, is, is just looking at reality, really. And I think it is important to look at reality in, squarely in the face and to just accept things for the way that they are. I don't think anybody... Any of us does ourselves or anybody else any favors by pretending that things are, are different to how they are, pretending that human nature isn't what it is. But at the same time, does that mean that we have to be negative? Does that mean we have to be miserable uh, all the time? No, of course not. Absolutely not. Um, in fact, the way I see it is that once you've established the kind of the realities or some of the realities of the world as it is, the way that um, guys and girls interact, the way that uh, power is distributed in society, the way that uh, people treat each other, certain foibles of human nature. You know, once you've got a pretty good handle on those things, then let it go, man. I mean, you know, the, the work out what you want, work out how best to, uh, to you know, to, that you want to live your life. 
figure out the best way in your opinion that you can get there and then just go for it and don't be held back by negativity or feeling bad about things I mean that's the very last thing you want to be doing that's ridiculous and I suppose one of the reasons that all of this came about is that at the weekend I went to see the film Joker with um, Joaquin Phoenix uh, now of course you've got to be living under a rock really if you don't know about this movie but but basically uh, it is the story of the Joker's backstory if you like before the Batman uh, narrative arc begins so this is how this guy becomes the Joker if you like um, and the experiences that, that leads him him to that and the the things that happens that happen to him um, that explain why he becomes the sort of criminal mastermind that he does in the Batman stories um, now my understanding I'm not a massive Batman fan to be honest I've, I've seen things like obviously I've seen the old ones I've seen things like uh, The Dark Knight which is a fantastic film uh, but I'm not a massive massive fan of the franchise and I haven't really read the comics or anything like that but um my understanding from reading around the issue a bit is that uh, the director, who's also the director of uh, the Hangover movies, strangely enough, because Joker is very different in, in tone to those. Um, yeah, my understanding is that basically he had a pretty free ride in terms of what he wanted to do. Um, because the backstory for the Joker hadn't really been fleshed out in great detail or at least there were sort of competing versions of it so the field was fairly clear for him to just go in and do what he wanted to do and so they made this fantastic film and really this film to me is uh, a, a kind of a recreation of all those great 70s 80s films by Scorsese and people like that and and, and he's got elements of so many films that I love in it I mean there's there's little there's a sense of Requiem for a Dream about it. There's a sense of Fight Club about it. There's a little bit of American Psycho. There's, um, you know, Taxi Driver, obviously, uh, the King of Comedy. Um, all of these different little things. It's got a sense of some of the greatest films that have ever been made, really. And for me, I just loved the whole thing. I loved it from the beginning. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I will probably go to see it again very soon because I think, um, you know, I mean, there's a, I wouldn't say there's a twist, but it's sort of like, I, I think that there are uh, different things that you, that you can pick up on a second viewing that perhaps I didn't see in, um, the first time around so you know great great movie amazing performance by Joaquin Phoenix amazingly shot this great sort of seedy sort of evocation of Gotham or basically New York City in the early 80s when it was pre-Giuliani sort of recession rubbish piling up in the streets rats and all this kind of thing I mean just very grimy very seedy the old sort of taxi driver porn theatres around Times Square and 42nd Street. I mean, just an incredibly evocative uh, portrayal of New York City, if you like. Nothing like what it's like now. Of course, very sanitized, Disneyfied, all the rest of it. Um, so I loved all of that. And of course, the character uh, of Joker as well in this film is incredible. I mean, this is really a, a study of mental illness, I think. It's, it's a study of a guy who gets and also a guy who, who gets who gets shot on by society basically and who as a result of that cracks and um ends up doing some terrible things and although his acts are terrible there's a sense in the film that i mean the filmmakers have been careful to say that they don't 
consider him a hero. They weren't trying to sort of deify him. But, you know, there's a, there's a sense in a, in a way that we're kind of rooting for him a little bit because he's treated so badly by society. And in a, in a way, it's, it's one of those things where it's almost like he is the one sane character or he's the one character who, um, you know... Um, it's, it sort of has a, a strange, weird kind of integrity in a way, and that makes it very uncomfortable. And I think that's why it's had a lot of um, negative as well as positive press, because people rightly feel uncomfortable with the sense of identifying with somebody who is basically a maniac killer, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very troubling film. It's a very dark film. Um, some would say nihilistic, uh, and it, and and actually. When you, I, I'm trying not to do these spoilers here, but when you see it to the end, I mean, he, he's uh, the, the Joker is, is being raised up and, and, and almost seen as a hero by other characters within the movie um, because he has struck back at society, because he has, you know, and, it, and it's an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth type thing. Society's done him wrong, but he's, he's now done wrong in return, and yet he is celebrated for that. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's a dark vision. Make no mistake about it. There isn't really very much to, uh, to, to, to lighten it, you know. And this is why people like Stefan Molyneux, I, I see. I haven't watched his video yet, so I will watch his video review of the film. But I saw on Twitter he'd said, you know, this is a dark, you know, don't bother watching this film. There's no God in it. There's no light, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's no wonder that trad-type people like that are getting their knickers in a twist over it because, because yeah, you know, it's a dark portrait of the world. And yet, is it wrong? Is it, um, is it a, is it an unrealistic portrait of the world? Well, I would say no. I think, um, you know, I, th I, th I think what we're seeing in the film is, is an unfortunate guy who is downtrodden and who suffers and who is let down by society, by his family, by his friends. And make no mistake, that kind of thing can happen. People can fall through the cracks in society. There's no abs absolutely no doubt about that because I've seen it uh, in my own life. Uh, I've seen it in the lives of people around me. Um, I've seen it with you know, people very close to me and so on. And, and yeah, you know, sadly, that is the truth. Now, that's not to say that all of human life is dark and depressing and nihilistic. That's clearly not the case either. But... You know, we have to recognise that there are elements of human nature, there are elements of uh, humanity, there are elements of ourselves that are not pleasant, that are not, uh, you might say, morally correct or upstanding, that are, you might say, evil. You know, this exists. And as I say, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to pretend that that's not the case? Are you going to pretend that actually everything is really nice and it's all full of unicorns and happy, smiling, candy floss people? Or are you going to say, okay, I get it. I accept the fact that uh, sometimes, or, or rather I accept the fact that there is negativity in life, as I also accept the fact that there is great beauty in life as well. And one of the things actually that annoys me about the trad guys, or the sort of purple pill guys, like uh, Stefan Molyneux and others, is that they would seek to flatten out our experience of life they would they would rather that broken people like Arthur Fleck in the Joker movie are, are not seen and not heard they would rather pretend that there isn't this dark side to humanity and in doing that they would sanitize humanity now of course I am not in any sense condoning 
any of the actions of a character like uh, Arthur Fleck in Joker. That's absolutely absurd, and I would never, you know, that, that that's completely contrary to my intention here. But but in terms of work of art, you know. Um, there are people who would prefer not to see this kind of thing because they would rather not acknowledge that there is darkness in human life. And in doing that, they would rob the world of, you know, some of the greatest artworks that have ever been created by humanity. And for me, that is just not an acceptable position. And nor is it a, a helpful or useful position either. More importantly, you know, we need art that examines these darker areas of life. We need art that looks at the more unpalatable elements of our natures and that gives us insights into that we just we need it it's it's you know it, it, it it's it's psychologically necessary this is why we tell stories this is one of the reasons why we tell stories to each other as human beings um so you know having said all of that and that's all very dark and nihilistic and um depressing and all the rest of it but you should go and see the film because it is absolutely brilliant it's fantastically done um where does that leave us well as i say i think what we have what we have to strive for nevertheless is positivity now turning over onto something completely different as i said at the beginning of the show i was in ibiza uh last week until friday uh, so we went, and this was me and uh, my girlfriend, and we left on, where did we go? We went on Sunday. So we had like a Sunday afternoon flight. We got there Sunday evening, checked into our hotel, had a wander around and so on and so forth. And then we had about four days of beautiful sunshine, music, drinks, nice food, nice views. I mean, the thing is, I think it's a beater is it's a funny place because it's um it's very famous in the in england and the uk and, and, and beyond as well i mean i know i know you got your american listeners are familiar with ibiza it's a very famous party island here in europe but uh yeah it's um it's, it's almost something of a cliche for british people to go to ibiza along with some other places um magaluf there are places in greece and so on but um but yeah, it's one of those classic holiday places, I suppose, like spring break in, in Mexico, um, that people go to. Uh, and it, it can be kind of trashy. You know, Brits go there, they get drunk, they take their shirts off, they shout and swear and have fights and, and all of that and annoy the Spanish people. Um, so it's got this kind of trashy element to it, but but it's, it's also got, um, latterly, a very sort of upscale side to it as well. There's a lot of money there. There are a lot of big yachts parked in the harbour at the uh, Ibiza Town Marina. Uh, a, a lot of conspicuous wealth. A lot of Russians go there. Um, a lot of... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like Russians and rich um, Eastern Europeans and rich Arab um, people and so on and so forth. So it's, it's, it's sort of... There's a very sort of VIP table culture there in clubs like Pasha and Yashwaya, things like that. Hotels are all very expensive there. Um, uh, and some actually criticize that because they feel that it's gone too far the other way, whereas it was it was once this sort of paradise for, for ravers to all just go and let their hair down. Now it's become this kind of like, you know, sort of Vegas in Ibiza type thing, which people don't like. Anyway, there is a happy medium to be found between the two of those things, though. And you get some of the best DJs in the world there absolutely amazing parties the clubs are fantastic the beaches are great i mean you know it's just sort of like i i we nearly went to turkey actually we were looking at different things that we could do 
looking at different places and I wasn't really that bothered where we went we just wanted to get away for some sun and I didn't even think of Ibiza to be honest because I thought it would be kind of more expensive than it was at, the, at, the, at that time of year and um, and then we, we ended up sort of we saw some quite good deals and we thought okay let's let's do this and um, I've been something like 20 times or, or whatever she hadn't uh, been at all but I, I've been many times so I know it very well um, and every time I go there I just have such a great time it's just such a it's such a fantastic place and there's something about the island I mean it's it's, it's beautiful um, there are salt mines or salt um, uh, salt refinery I think it is in the middle of the island these these lakes where they, they dredge up salt uh, incredible beaches beautiful mountains and then one of the days we took a boat trip to um uh, to one of the islands off Ibiza, which is called uh, um, Formentera. So we took this boat trip over to Formentera. Now um, it was, it was kind of, um, it was, it was, it was a double-edged sword, really, because it was fantastic. I mean, it was a beautiful day. We got on this boat. I love boats. I, uh, we, when I was in Montenegro with uh, Tom Torero earlier this year, we took a boat trip, and uh, there's, there's something fantastic about just getting out onto the uh, onto the sea. And we, we were on this boat with some other people, and um, you know, the, the, it was the, there was white um, surf behind us as we powered off into the ocean. You know, incredible uh, sitting out there on the deck, very warm, very hot, sun beating down, everything else, and it was great until um, we. It's quite. It's a longer trip than we thought. They said it was going to take us forty minutes. It took us something like an hour to get to get to Formentera, um, and uh, it, it, we we both started feeling a bit seasick. Now, I, I, me, not as bad as her. So my girlfriend was feeling seasick as hell, and she had a pretty bad time of it. She wasn't actually sick, but she um, certainly had a. She certainly wasn't feeling great on that on that journey, and that was that was a bit unfortunate because that sort of took the edge off off things a little bit. But but once we got there, once we got to Formentera, incredible. I mean, this is this island is even more beautiful than Ibiza. I mean, this is um, and it's, it's 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 unspoiled as well. Now there are a few very expensive hotels there, and uh, we we came upon one very expensive restaurant as well, uh, as well as some 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 nice sort of beachside bars and things. But um, really, really incredibly unspoiled uh, compared to mainland Ibiza just beautiful beautiful little beaches sparkling water clear blue skies wonderful beaches I mean just incredible we were there looking at these views and it was just breathtaking you know really really breathtaking we took some great photographs and um, the light was amazing and then um, and then we came back and um, I, I, so we got back on the boat and uh, we, we planned to try and sit as centrally as we could in the boat. So I, I laid down on the, um, there, was a, there was a bit where you could actually lay down in the middle. So I laid down on that and, she, and my girlfriend did as well. I fell asleep. So I was all right. I was kind of asleep for most of it. She didn't. And um, unfortunately still didn't feel very well when we got off at the other end. But uh, we stopped off at a, at a bar and we had some uh, ginger ale, which is good for settling the stomach. And um, she felt a lot better after that. But both of us agreed after the trip. I mean, in spite of the unfortunate seasickness, which is a, which is a problem if you don't have your sea legs, like, like we obviously don't, um, it, the trip was worth it because it was just so beautiful it was so pretty other highlights uh later that evening we went to ibiza town which is the main capital city of the island um it's a small it's a small city but there's a really beautiful old town area that we walked around lots of lovely little restaurants and windy streets uh so that was really cool and um on another of the days we went over to san antonio which is 
stereotypically the very trashy part of the island where all of the young British teenagers go. But we went there to look at the sunset because the sunsets from there are absolutely stunning. And it was so beautiful. We sat in Cafe Del Mar, which is the classic, famous location for watching the sunset. And we watched the sun going down over the Mediterranean Sea. And we were looking out across the sea the next um, land that you would reach would be North Africa, and we watched the beautiful golden sun sinking into the sea, red rays coming off it. Uh, absolutely stunning. And actually, I have to say, guys, I actually felt quite moved watching that sunset. And I've never really... I think with, think with those beach bars, it's Café Del Mar, they play really beautiful music, um, so they kind of get you in the mood. But it was just sort of like, I don't know. I mean, I just looked out, and I saw the sun setting, and I, I, I was thinking, human beings have seen this sun setting for thousands and thousands of years this is and, and this is why we all gather together to watch something like a beautiful sunset you know it's 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 almost like a spiritual thing and i have to say i i was feeling actually quite moved watching it and listening to the music and just sitting there having a fantastic time you know and then we went and checked out some really tacky bars in the cd west end area of uh san antonio but that is another story uh, yeah, so, you know, I suppose the point I'm making with all of this is that, is that look, I mean, life is not um, a, a monolithic thing. There are different aspects to life. There is light and there is shade. There is darkness and there is the fiery, joyful spark of inspiration and wonder. And, you know... For me, I think you need to appreciate both sides because I think if you shy away from appreciating both sides, then you are not really experiencing life to the full. And, um, you know, if you don't experience the downs, then how can you experience the highs? Um, so uh, what I'm saying, I suppose, really, to, to, to end all of this off is that um, I think that in terms of looking at your life, you have to be realistic. You have to be pragmatic. You have to look at the realities in front of you and say, okay, this is how things are. This is what it is. These are the cards I've been dealt. This is how I'm going to go about it. But then beyond that, you don't sit around being a misery sack the whole time. You don't sit around being negative or hating things or hating other people or being aggressive or any of that stuff. You seize the wonder and the beauty as well because it, it sure as hell is out there. And if, if there's one thing that my a few days in Ibiza talk, talk reminded me, it's that. I mean, there is some incredible, there is some incredible beauty out in the world. There's some incredible wonder. And, you know, that coexists with the darkness and despair that we see in a film. It represents in a film like The Joker. And the two things go, go along together. And, and that's, that's fine. That's just how it is. Um, so my exhortation to you would be seek beauty where you can find it but also be realistic don't try to pull the wool over your own eyes because there's plenty of other people over there around who will try and pull it over them so there's no point you trying to pull it over them you know just be realistic be pragmatic see things as they are but be sure to seek out beauty as well and when you go out into the world be positive and try to pass positivity on to other people because you know, why not? I mean, we're all here for a pretty short time. Be nice to people, smile, have a chat, have a laugh, make a joke, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Pass on positive vibes and they will come back to you. Okay, anyway, enough of that. I hope you enjoyed this rather strange podcast, putting together two rather incongruous things, but I, I hope it makes some sense. Um, it certainly does to me anyway, and it kind of gives you a little bit of an insight into my 
last week or so in terms of things that have happened um, so yeah I hope you liked it do give me a shout and let me know what you think do subscribe to my daily email list the link is below hit subscribe to my YouTube channel as well for uh, the latest updates on video and podcast and uh, finally Renegade Dating Blueprint 11 of my best books on dating and uh, the sexual marketplace and all that good stuff you can get them for just $39 click the link below before the price goes up because really the whole lot's worth 250 so you are getting an incredible deal I will leave it there for now bye bye